This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. If you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Check this out. It is free. No, I'm serious. It's free, 100%. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor then distributes that podcast for you, and you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from that podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Did you guys see that uh, that chef the other day on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire called Mina? Won a million bucks. That was ridiculous. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yep. I did. I think the chef's name was David, but I definitely saw. Yeah, it, it was. Happened. Yeah. Um, chef, chef David. You, you, uh, you got it. Chef David. Um, who, who would you call? So, okay, let's let, let's let's take this back. If Mina, Pablo, and Sarah, you know, the, the three Ivy Leaguers were out of the question, who from the show are you calling, Lou? Uh, I'm calling Pablo because I'm right now I'm on Team Pablo because we're best friends <laughs> and I'm trying to keep this going. Um, so let's edit the audio to be where we exclude Pablo, Mina, and Sarah. <laughs> and Lou flat out flies into answering Pablo. We're, we're that was we excluded the Ivy Leagues. Yeah, all all the Ivy Leagues are out of here, Lou. Uh, I apparently did not listen to that at all, <laughs> and I took that as, "Hey, pick out of these three, and I'm going we're, to we're, Pablo." We're leaving um, this in, by the way. Yeah, Lou, take no offense. I thought it was an excellent question. Like we got to start a drama between the three. I thought the same, <laughs> but I do like this game better. I have you guys hearing sometimes, um, and I heard what you said, but I just heard Mina, Sarah, and Pablo, and my brain said, "Hey, pick one of these three. Uh, I are we talking from the show or like because like if I pick someone like that nobody you know that nobody knows like my my uncle the neighbor you know, yeah my uncle is really smart he's gonna pick it you know Archie you know and everybody's like cool. <laughs> This guy, named yeah, yeah, just pick some guy named Archie. Someone on the show, I, I would probably pick Dan. Related. Yeah, I would pick, I would pick Dan out of the bunch. All right, Flem. 
No, it's Mike Ryan. He the music finds come for a reason. This dude reads, I think, more than anybody actually understands. He always has a random fact about any subject. So to me, it's Mike Ryan. I'm thinking Mike Ryan just to hear him say, "I'm like a dog with a bone on this one." Uh, I'm wrong. <laughs> that may open up the door to a better answer, but we'll pass the mic. Pam, what about you? Um, I'm taking Bomani. Uh, he's Ooh. super smart. He knows a lot of stuff. And even if he doesn't, he will make you feel so bad about your answer. You'll go with his. He'll just go with his. <laughs> so. He would convince Jimmy Kimmel that he's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and he'd, he wouldn't give it up. He's also like a dog with a bone. He's not going to give it up. So they'll just say, yep, he's right. Kish, what about you? I got to go with old ass Roy. No. Um, even though he's not that much older than me, but his like knowledge base is completely different than mine. If I'm playing this as a game and he just knows all these like old school movies and shows and all the actors names. And that's definitely yeah. a weakness in what I know. So yeah. that's what I would have to go with. Yeah. Old, old, old ass Roy's is, uh, is who I pick. Mm-hmm. Stupak, what about you? <laughs> if I got to pick somebody that's on the show every day, it, it kind of depends on the question, bro, too. It depends on who I call. But if just going blind, like she said, I go Bo. But if I had to pick somebody every day, it might. Oh, it's a toss up. Man. It might. It might be Roy because he just know weird stuff. You know what I mean? Roy know a lot of weird shit. Jagsman, how about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I. It's to if we're if we are allowing adjacent Leba adjacent people, then Bomani is the only right answer. Um. But, you know, I think I like Kiz's idea of thinking differently than me. And I think, uh, I think Mike, Mike is who I'm going with because his wheelhouse is just so different from mine. I think it'll be helpful. I think, I think I'm going to go horse. Billy. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had answered behind him. About Billy? Oh, yeah, I, I think Explain. I'm going to go Billy. So here's, here's kind of why. He is going to talk around every single possibility of an answer that he's going to eventually talk himself into the correct answer. And I will go with, with that answer and win that million bucks. But you're you're going to have to decipher a lot though. If you're going skeptical, Billy is going to make you skeptical about everything too. So (laughs) I think Lou Lou has some sort of scientific reason why. Well, I know, but see, but you have a, you have a timeline. So like, if you don't read the question fast enough, I think you only get 30 seconds. So if you don't read the question, so you got Billy, well, okay, well, you know, that's pretty good. You know, you could probably, you know, A, I like A, you know, but B, I really don't like C because C, but here, and then it just cuts off. Right. So I've already eliminated two then. He didn't even get to D and he didn't like C. So it's between A and B. So now I have a 50 50. There you go. Wait, so, so the dark the dark horse is Greg Cody, right? I'm sorry, because I mean Stephen, yeah, just the dark, dark horse. Why are we taking away like the oldest history of knowledge to because he's a daughter old man? That's true. He would just answer Senile. something relative to him. You're right. Go he's ahead, only a, he's he's only a daughter old man on the show. Like when I saw him on TV, like like rambling on like my news channel, he was like wasn't coughing, he was very tentative. Like he was like, like I said, like it's when he's not on the show, he's a constant professional. Like on the show, he's just like. This is a man who had a clock in his face taped to Dan Levitard's head for how many months? And he still could not get the hard network out. 
out of here. Boom. Is is Adman Vert the sneaky pick? Ooh. Ooh. Damn. Yeah. Stupak with the W. That's the dark horse, if not the answer. Well, Bomani's the only answer. Yeah, boom. All right. Well, hey, guys, welcome into the post-post game. This is at BeepCount on Twitter. Tonight, I'm joined by Kij underscore 13. Yep. I've got Fleminem underscore Raps. I have at Halloween Basic on Twitter. I have Stugat's Army 790 on Twitter. I have Cuts 904, Jagsman, Barrett from Duval. <laughs> and I've got the Stupak, Stupak Army 790 uh, on Twitter. Hey, guys, welcome in. Again, this is the post-post game. Thanks a lot for joining us. Um, Flem, what do you got for us tonight? Yeah, so the I believe it was the uh, the local hour or maybe BSPN, but uh, the concept of the saddest gambling experience or saddest casino experience, because those two things may not be hand in hand, depending on where you've gambled um, that you've ever experienced. And so I I have a tie, but I guess I'll just go for like to me what was probably the saddest moment of gambling and I've lost plenty of money playing poker and almost all my stories if anybody who plays poker knows you only remember the losses but there was one point where um, I was gambling probably about 24 to 28 hours straight which is typical for poker if you play cash games or if you're a degenerate Um, but out of nowhere in the middle of gambling and on the coldest streak of my life which again I've lost big pots out of nowhere after being up thousands for a few hours and losing it all that's not but just a cold streak of consistent boredom and out of nowhere i'm waking up on a casino floor because either some level of stress and this is obviously uh actually in tampa florida the hard rock uh some level of stress because that uh, amount of money at that time was more significant than it should have been and uh, i think something just stressful i mean I, I don't drink when i play poker uh, things of that nature, but I ended up waking up on a casino floor. This isn't the end of it. They make you sign a waiver, kind of like, hey, you didn't pass out because of this or blah, blah, blah. So I sign a waiver. And I take like my last $80 and still go to a one-two cash game table. And after passing out and signing a waiver, just go try to turn this $80 into something it wasn't. And so I was just wondering if anybody else had a sad story. Bad beats are different. We can all watch ESPN 30 for 30, unless y'all have a good bad beat story, but I was just thinking of the saddest moment I've ever had in the casino, and it was passing out, signing a waiver, and taking my eighty dollars to another table. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we're we're playing poker. I think that's the nuts right there. I don't think anybody's beating that. Anybody yeah. else here have any sort of? Does nobody else here gamble? And I just yeah. So actually, me and my friends just played a little tourney recently, and there was only seven of us. One of them ended up buying in twice, and everybody was out besides me and this other guy within the first like hour and a half my buddy tyler and i played head up poker for like five and a half hours that's not an exaggeration we were so mentally fried and i had almost double the chip count on him and he looks at me and he goes you want to just split the winnings i'm like no i don't want to just split the winnings and uh yeah sure enough it was it was probably about 30 more minutes that that game lasted and I was, I was out. I don't, I'm not quite sure what happened, but those blinds, those blinds get up and they get you. 
<laughs> it's not it's not the blinds when you're double chip lead. It's uh, it's your aggressiveness. You see, don't try yeah. to trick us as if we never played a game of poker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I've been I couldn't some... bully. I tried. I couldn't bully. You, you're trying to bully him with a seven seven deuce offsuit. Oh, Love the God, no. <laughs> Love a good seven deuce. <laughs> got got to have a good seven deuce. Um, I, I'm from I'm from New Mexico, and uh, most of my gambling experiences are all all sad because it's all the uh, Native American casinos, all on the reservation, and those are probably the saddest places to ever lay down any any amount of money on any felt ever um yeah that's, that's i thought you were about it. to lay down on the floor just like slender <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that that's that's uh that's accurate as well you, you definitely don't want to be laying down on the uh the floor of the athletic casino and resort yeah a hard rock at that like what a horrible where like rock bands go to like open up it's yeah anyways i on uh, sorry, on the show, oh, thinking good. of the hard rock. Did did Stugat refer instead of calling it the hard rock? Did he call it the guitar hotel? <laughs> he did, right? He did, yes, he has. Yes. He has called it, and that's not the first time that's happened. He, he's called it the guitar hotel many times. <laughs> it, it is a shaped like a like a guitar over in uh, in Fort Lauderdale over here. Well, so. all hard rocks are shaped like a guitar. Kit. Really? They have a guitar in the yeah. logo. So that's have you? Heard, so hard rock building? Yes, the first hard rock that I've seen this actually. No. Guitar. I think, oh, you mean like the actual building like the is shaped building. like a hotel? Yeah. It doesn't just have the large guitar. Okay. Yeah. So that's what they're always referencing on the show. I never knew that. Yeah, it's actually pretty crazy. And Spoiler alert. <laughs> I also, uh, speaking, when they were talking about High Lie, like Daniel High Lie, I actually grew up like uh, 10 to 15 minutes away from it. And I've never actually gone in, but you always just like look into the parking lot of all the uh, sketchy people walking in. And I can't really know. I don't really know why I can tell that they're sketchy from the looks of them, but they're all just wearing like really uh, like baggy Hawaiian shirts and uh, look, they're all smoking heaters right outside. So I figure that's like Stu Gatz's, uh, uh like crew for, for the most part. <laughs> his posse. Yeah. Those are his uh, people. Love so a good Hawaiian just, shirt. A sad casino story versus a casino is a little different, and I don't want to take two stories here, but I do have to talk. Has anybody here been to Costa Rica or Hakua? I've been to so Costa Rica. Like a, well, you've been to Costa Rica. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah. So in Hakua, which is really just bachelor party, and yeah, um, there's a hotel called Hotel Cocal, C-O-C-A-L. And uh, so we were there, and it's just blackjack. It's not like a big casino. It's really it's, – it's a front. So you're in there playing blackjack or roulette. And uh, people talk in Spanish, man, that you're not tipping because you're winning and you're too drunk to realize you're winning. And you walk out into this pool area where it looks like a big pool party, like a normal casino hotel may have. And then what you don't realize or what I didn't realize is as we're just talking, partying, obviously Costa Rica is a different legal system. So you see women's of all sorts. You're not just in a pool party. The entire surrounding perimeter outside of where you came from the hotel is like old school motel rooms just surrounding a pool. And that was probably the saddest scene that I'd ever seen. And it was like, wait a second. Like, this isn't even, and don't get me wrong, not that I'm advocating for taking prostitutes home to your own house, but this is like a go into the room that you're, somebody else just walked out of. Like, there's no, it's not like the maid came into the hotel, cleaned up the room, walked out. Like, it was like a factory. And I was like, this is the saddest thing I've ever Paid by the half hour. Yeah, yeah, rooms by the hour. There you go. No refunds. Um, Barrett, what, Pam, what do you got? Any, Sorry to throw it to you after that. Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, I'm not going to be able to even come close to beating that. Um, I don't have any sad casino stories. Probably, though, the saddest gambling story that I have is occasionally when we're bored. So I'm a dance mom. I have two. Two of my three girls are like big time dancers, like hours and hours, 20, 25 hours a week. And um, while we're waiting on performances and competitions to start, occasionally my ex-husband and I will bet on things like how, you know, how late is this person going to be? Um, how big of an ass is this mom going to act like if her daughter isn't the solo? Like, we will bet on dance things, which that's pretty degenerate. Like, ugh, I don't know. That what kind of stakes creepy. are we talking? Oh, nothing big. Like, you know, Let dinner or, yeah. It, it's, it's not, I'm not betting mortgage payments on someone forgetting their tap shoes. But, like, yeah, I have definitely put money down on dance-related things, which is pretty sad. I think that's more common than, and this is the second time I've heard it, so I'm lying, but I think it's more common than maybe we don't realize with parents with multiple children. Because I have a friend who, when he takes his girls to volleyball or basketball tournaments, he does the same thing. Yeah, I mean, you got to kill time, you might as well make 10 bucks. Okay, so I, I I have no clue, but damn, Pam. Yeah. Booking it. Hold on. <laughs> How successful are you, though? Are you? Because like, normal gambling. Um, I'm pretty good because I'm, obser- I'm nosy. So I know who's always late. I know whose kid is an asshole. I know who's who never has their friggin' dance bag. I know who's not going to have their hair up right. Um, and he, he doesn't pay attention to those things because why would he? So I probably I bet I win eighty percent of the time. Jesus. So you kind of like the Mina Kimes of the whole dance thing. <laughs> I am. Ah, oh, thank you, Stu Pock. I'm the Mina Kimes of the dance circuit. There you go. We have to get in on this. Start texting you and bring those odds down. Yes. As soon as we start betting with you. The L's will yeah, I'll put, I'll, I'm going to come out with like an odds sheet and everybody will send me their picks and perfect. Stupak, have you ever had a sad hotel moment or in a hotel moment? Sorry, casino. Sad hotel <laughs> oh, moments are not. Uh, yeah, haven't we all? I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, I really don't get too deep into the gambling. If I lose a couple dollars, I'll be straight off fall back. But I got two stories. The one, I was in Vegas with my people and stuff. So the whole family out there getting drunk i'm getting drunk i'm so drunk i'll stumble out try to go back to the strip they say my mama uh told my brother like hey yo you gotta go get him you feel me so go get him i guess i hit the button on the elevator and like sat down on one of the little couches to wait for the elevator to come next thing i knew my brother was waking me up like come on bro just come back to the room dog so i was just passed out (laughs) in the hallway you know what i mean (laughs) waiting on the elevator but another one i'm winning like uh have you ever played war before Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's only me and this other dude at the war table. So I had like four hands. You feel me? Like, so I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Then the manager come over there like, all right, you can only have three hands. Cool. Now I got this girl with me. She keep bothering me. You know what I mean? Every time she come over there talking to me, I get to losing it. She asking for money. I'm giving her money. She coming back losing. So I'm getting mad. I got real frustrated. So I just walked away and I walked away. I came walking uh walking around, I got something to eat, came walking back, dog walked up to me with a whole bunch of the dude who had the one hand. 
he just was like betting 50 and I was betting like 25 each hand or something like that. But he had the one hand, his hands was full of chips. He like, dog, where'd you go? We was killing him, bro. Like, was killing him. Why did you leave? I was mad. Oh, you had to, yeah, that's the rare beat where you lose money by not being there. Yeah, like, I, but I was going like, man, I won maybe like $400. You feel me? Because mind you, I gave her like $150, $200 on top of whatever I had left. So I won like $400, you feel me? But she just threw me off, man. Take I it. was mad as hell. Yeah, I was mad as hell about that, though. All right. Lou, what, what do you got? All right, so it's kind of not a gambling story, but it's about a sad casino story. So this was back, I think, in like 2014. Uh me and my boss, we were at, uh, at the, uh, we were a screen printing shop and we were going to go to a trade show up in Atlantic city. But that morning was St. Patty's day. So we were doing like a parade thing. So um, he was driving and then me and all my friends were just drinking as much as we can during the parade. <laughs> and so it's one of those weird situations where I stopped drinking. I, I fell asleep in the car, woke up like basically slightly hung over and just like feeling awful by the time we get to Atlantic City, well, sure enough, the hotel we're staying at is a Trump casino, the one that's torn down now. And so it's like, great. So we go in and like I said, it's just, it's gaudy. It all smells like it hasn't been cleaned in a while. It's old mildew. I'm tired. I'm slightly in that weird hungover, but not hungover spot. And it's hot in our hotel room. And then sure enough, like the people next door it's probably like a bridal shower or something. And they're just talking the whole night and we could hear them so <laughs> clearly. And it was something about like, you know, something, you know, like you better not let him get you. And like, just like on and on. It's just like, Oh my God. So uh, I don't gamble. I don't really gamble. I don't, I, I just don't, I don't get into it, but that, that was my bad casino story. Just this awful old musty Trump hotel room. That's now torn down. <laughs> that does sound pretty awful. That sounds, that sounds pretty terrible. Uh, speaking of terrible things, <laughs> speaking of terrible things, uh, I think uh, Jagsman has uh, has a list of terrible things he wanted to talk about tonight. Yeah, these are the uh, this is the three worst things about winter. That's what I'm bringing to you guys, and I promise you, it is not a Florida centric segment. These are universal, awful things about winter that even you people who really like winter will agree suck. Wait a so minute. Hold on. Hold, wait, 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 wait. You got judgment on winter living in Florida. <laughs> we're not about to do Listen, we're not about to do this, bro. We're not about to do this. Like, I'm going to hear your list, but yeah. you, no, you live in Florida, bro. Have, when, have you ever shoveled? No. You never <laughs> shoveled snow? Never scraped ice off a windshield. All right. So, yeah, I have done that. That was number three. <laughs> Stupac ruining the top three. Nope, that was number three right there. <laughs> car problems. You got to wait Dutch. for your car to warm up. You got you to gotta scrape ice off the windshield. That shit sucks. That builds number character. Two. Wait, no, wait, no. This is, yeah. I'm going to let you know where he messed up right there. Because he said you got to <laughs> scrape ice and you got to let your car warm up. What about shoveling your car out of the snow? Yep. Well, not, but let's focus on number three because I don't understand. <laughs> I think number three is actually a lovely part of winter. I think it's one of the most like comforting and like it's therapeutic at a point to like scrape the ice off your windshield. It kind of it, it kind of wakes you up. You get that that stink yeah. of the that cold air just popping you right in the yeah. face. That's gonna wake you up right there. Just run I, I, outside. I you know, you got to start your car thirty minutes before you're leaving. You get to go yeah. out there and start it up. Let it run. 
It's like working Double out. Double your driveway, driveway, shovel the sidewalk. Yep, that gives you that time. You know your car's got to heat up anyway. You might as well start shoveling. It's not that bad. Lou. All also, right. So uh, no, I got a life hack attack. Life hack attack for your windshield. <laughs> if you do fifty uh, percent water, fifty percent out rubbing alcohol, and a spray bottle, and you spray it on, and it'll like clear it up in like a couple minutes. Yep. All right. Well, uh, let, let, let's try. Let's try better here with number two. Yeah, so number number two is that, that very first moment every single morning when you have to get out from under the covers. It's horrible. I love it. No, it's horrible. Start the it day, wakes baby. you up Start and you, you got to get out from your comfort zone. You know what? Every day is a chance to have a good day. I'm hopping up. I'm starting my day. Yeah, to me, waking up is even better when it's cold. I don't know what you're doing here, but like it's waking up when it's cold is the best. Yeah, it's almost like a cold... Follow wire to the face, wake you up, take a cup of coffee, energize, let's go. Yeah, I'm definitely not the biggest fan of the winter. Let's but kick winter's ass today. Definitely wake up fucking faster when it's cold outside. Like, just instantly. Oops. Gets cold blood water. flowing. That's it. Barrett has a bunch of really bad issues with winter here. Well, and then the number one worst thing about the winter is whenever you sit on the toilet seat at first. Now, it, it doesn't affect you for very long, but that is just a jarring couple of seconds every single day. Your house? Do you not have heat in your house? Yeah, so that, that, that's number one. Question number two is, it seems like Barrett just doesn't want to be woken up very <laughs> because Bear and, it. So you can hibernate. Bear yeah. it. <laughs> That's perfect. Number one, he... The, I know okay, sorry, black, I know black ice didn't make your list. Yep. Yeah. Because he's never seen it, Stupac. <laughs> yeah, you don't get black ice in Florida. That didn't make the list. I would think that would be like number one, maybe. He, he thought as a white male, that was a little too touchy. He couldn't say it. <laughs> I know what black ice is. I've got family in other states that complain <laughs> about things. <laughs> you, you got black friends. I feel you, bro. <laughs> I once drove on Lamley. Lamley, baby. You just might be negative. Yeah. The rest of us are having a good time. I am with this seasonal depression that's going on. Winter sucks. Do you know how happy Mike Ryan would be to be able to wake up and poop? <laughs> he has to struggle for days for that. Drink all that news. <laughs> you know how much yeah. metamucil he's storing up? Oh. One poop. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Who else has something? Sh- nope. Shitty about uh-huh. winter or just in general? Just in general. <laughs> just in general. <laughs> Seems like you guys love winter, so we'll get off of that. I mean, I hate it, bro, but you just didn't have the right topics. <laughs> All right, Stu, give us the give us the correct worst things about winter. I mean, I have to think about it, bro. I'm gonna have to, but like I said, uh, number one, it had to be black ice. Number two is gonna be shoveling. Yep. You always gotta shovel, especially like in certain places. You gotta park your car on the street, then they come through with the plow wow. and they lock your car in. You then know, your car is buried. Yeah. Then oh, you got a next door neighbor that's a lady, so you gotta shovel hers too. You know what I mean? Just. It's a long <laughs> process, bro. And then people can't drive. So driving on the freeway during the heavy snow, that's horrible. You the feel worst. me? Like, then it's definitely top three. Yeah. See, that's the cool thing about living in a place like Dallas, Texas. We're so unprepared for cold weather. If it just slightly snows or ices over, we shut shit down. Like, nobody's going to work. Yep. And, yeah, nobody's driving. Yeah, I've been in a city like that. I think they did that in, like, Seattle before. Uh, they had a couple of inches of snow and just it shut down. Like, no, nah, bro, they had hills, so they weren't doing it. 
Can we all agree the best thing about winter is a sweater and baggy clothes so we can all just gain 15 pounds and go through the same roller coaster of gaining and losing weight every year? Yes. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Yeah. Hoodie weather is the best weather. Absolutely. It had all the flaws. It's called bulking. All right, Clem. <laughs> Dirty bulk. You know better. <laughs> I'm cultivating mass. Mass. I feel like Barrett's laugh. We need that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's going to be my ringtone after this. <laughs> all right. Um, so does anybody else? Yeah, I, we're good. I, th- I think oh, that fine. I think that about covers it. Um, we are going to move on to the final segment here, which is the weekly beep count brought to you by at beep count for Monday, November 30th. The total beeps were 259, a segment length of eight minutes and 55 seconds for a 29.04 beeps per minute, which was down 4.8% from the previous week. That was your beep count brought to you by at beep count. So, so he was slower this week. Is that maybe because he was so fast the week before? I want your professional. I want your professional opinion. Beep. No, it, it was, it was just a longer segment. That, that's really all it was. He had, he had more beeps this week than the previous week. It was just, it, it was a, a set a segment. Uh, the segment was longer by one minute. In one second, so that's why the beep sprint were down. Um, but the all over November stats, he had 1,252 total beeps, an average beeps of 250.4, an average BPM of 30.08. The top beeps happened on November 12th, uh, an amount of 325. The bottom beeps was November 2nd for 200, but that was also the top BPM at 36.36. And the bottom BPM was 24.9 on November 12th. How about that? Top beeps and bottom BPM fit together. If I ever get called a narcissistic again in any of these chats, I will leave the Thanks for listening to this episode of Lauer After Hours. You can always reach us on Twitter at Lauer After Hours or Instagram at Lauer After Hours. We're available wherever you get podcasts, so don't forget to download, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.